Yeah, no time at all whatsoever. Straight into Rajin. Because, of course, last week was so impactful that obviously we have to go straight into the next yeah, episode. absolutely. And we try and take the taste away, only to have another <laughs> episode. Yay. Two lots of uh, worm-filled <laughs> eggs. I really hope this isn't the batting average for the season. Like, if it's too good, too bad, too good, too bad. Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I have jumped ahead and watched the next episode. Have you? Just, I don't even know what the next episode is. It's uh, it's the one with uh, to pole, and there's the uh, sort of creepy zombie-like Vul- Vulcans. Oh God! Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> I mean, it was in more enjoyable than these two. Let's just say that. Which I know is a low bar, but there it we is go. A low bar, yes. Yeah, Rajin. 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 We have a good eye. She will serve us well. Um, oh, God. Here we go. Space time, the ever expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission. To locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temple Trek podcast. We're in season three, episode 56 of the podcast and season three, episode four of Enterprise for another journey into Enterprise with Rajin. Yeah, after last week, I think my appetite for Enterprise season three has already been sullied like a like a bit of goop with worms in it from a coconut. But there we go. Um, we're at zero minutes, zero seconds. No timey wiminess at all. And of course, I'm not joined, uh, not alone. Sorry, I should say, I'm not joined at all. Actually, Dan's given up. There no, we go. We are not trills. We are not no, trills. We are not joined. No, no, that's fine. Oh, sorry, I didn't tell him about that bit in the contract. Um, yeah, yes, <laughs> I am. I am joined, shall I say, by Dan. Oh yes, you are. Sorry, yes, that was my my <laughs> cue to come in. I missed that totally. Yes, I'm Dan. Um, you may know me from this this um, podcast. You may have heard heard me before. Um, so I'm Dan, and uh, I'm with Dan, and Dan and Dan are... Dan! See, we are joined, just in a jingle. We are. That's, yes. that's what it is. Um, yeah, I, see, I've lost the plot completely. I can't even host <laughs> too, this. Yeah. Thinking about this episode and not looking at the notes, I'm like, oh, God, that happens. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, right. Uh, any thoughts on Regine? Did you remember this one? Was this something that came back to you? Um, yes, sort of. Sort of. I didn't remember the sort of. I'm, well, I'm going to say finer details. I don't know if that's quite quite right to say. I don't know about finer details, but I didn't remember the details of the episode. But I sort of remembered this one. Yeah. What I did was when I watched Extinction and then saw Regime was coming on, I was like, "Ah, oh, Regine, oh no." Yeah. <laughs> I I really forgot how bad these two episodes are. I think we probably blanked them out of our memory for a good reason, and <laughs> yeah. just and then forgot that we did so. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remind me, trying to think what it reminds me of from season two. Like Extinction was sort of the seventh. This yeah. kind of hit me in a certain way, and I'm just trying to remember which episode it was that it was like, okay. oh, are we doing this again? Yes. Um, yeah. 
uh, and I'm trying to think what it was, but yeah, I can't it was. Either. I mean, it's taking the premise of Precious Cargo, I guess. Uh, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of Trip, it's Archer. That's literally yeah. the only difference. Between yeah. the, that's it's it. got a very TOS feel to me. Yeah. It reminds mm. me of a lot of TOS episodes. Yeah. Right down to the music. At some points, I felt like oh. I was watching it, and even the music was trying to be TOS. And maybe that's the point of this episode to try and say, look. Yeah. Yes. The bit. The bits where Rajin's of rapes people. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. That's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. has that sort of that that weird TOS sexy music they used mm-hmm. to have, you know. Mm-hmm. Whenever a woman come into the room, there'd be this sort of little bit of music of like, female wiles. Mm. I, I'll try and find it and I'll, I'll put it in the background. It's like the... That one. Yeah. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I was thinking maybe, are they trying to convince people and say, look, this really is Star Trek. Like, we're even doing the really bad stuff that you like from the 60s. Because, um, again, I just cannot think why this episode. Mud's women? That sort of, you know. Yeah. That's what they're going for, I guess. If that's the episode you want to go back and hearken to to try and sell your new Star Trek show, it must be. Yeah, it must be Mud's Women. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Oh, I suppose we should get into it, shouldn't we, really? Come on, um, let's do it. We've put it off for long enough. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, zero minutes, zero seconds, straight in. No timey wiminess. We are back with the council, and there's mm. dissent in the ranks. Yes. Um, they uh, had an accident, uh, lost some data, something dangerous happened with the weapon. Uh, they've got no alternative. And then the reptilians are saying, well, that's not true, is it? Uh, turns out they poo-pooed some other more dangerous plan than a giant space laser that can destroy everything. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> when you don't have a Death Star, go to some plan B. Um, and, and actually just saying that now, I mean, Nathan's uh, thought a couple of weeks ago that they were trying to go for a Star Wars sort of thing. Mm. With this, they're trying to go for an old 60s Star Trek. But even the council have a Death Star. That is their plan. That is what they're going with. So it makes a lot yeah. of sense. Again. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Yeah, Death Star. Yeah. Giants, Death Stars. Uh, but leaving them in uh, you know Central Asia for people to find yeah. so they can study it and find the, the blueprints and find the one channel that they could shoot a torpedo down and blow it up from the inside. Um, yeah, up to the credits. Descent in the ranks in the council. Any thoughts? Do you know what? I quite like the council throughout the season. I like it. And um, it, it's interesting. I mean, you were saying in the last episode about um, having like the second enterprise that we can see. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of what that does, isn't it? It's, we see the other side of the story. And, I, and so I quite like the, the council bits that, that pop up. This was missing last week as well. I kind mm. of feel like if this had been a ploy by the reptilians to try and lure the Enterprise into mm. this well-known plague planet. Yes. And that they put a false trail that there was an arboreal mm. on that planet. And it was just the reptilians' ploy to try and destroy the Enterprise with like their hands off. Oh, we're clean because yeah. they got destroyed by a plague planet. That was nothing to do with us. That would have maybe made Extinction okay, a little bit more yes. interesting. Yes. Uh, because having this, all right, admittedly, kind of ruins the the tension as to who or what Rajin's up to. Like you already yeah. know there is a council ploy in motion. Yeah. 
Yep. So we already know that there's going to be a twist about Regine. We can't really trust her. I think if they played up the idea that maybe we could trust Regine a bit more, yeah, I think that could have made for a better episode. Mm. But having the council at least keeps that story going. And like you said last yep. week, it has some import to what's actually going on in season three. Um, and that get, gets us into the credits. Out of the credits, it's back with Sexy Trek. Uh, people are talking. Um, oh yes, that's right. Uh, uh, but actually, it does ex- it does do one thing for us. Something we've been waiting for almost over a year and a half okay. for Trip to purge the clogged injectors in the Impulse Assembly. It's taken him a year, a year at least, to purge those assemblies. I've been thinking about. I've been waking up from dreams <laughs> like Urquat, like Urquat <laughs> itself thinking about those uh, clogged injectors but he finally did it one year on with Reed's help uh, and apparently Magic Fingers could possibly do it as well oh so, yes. Magic yeah. fingers, yes people are talking uh, so they're now establishing that mo- yeah, people are noticing on this ship after what 14 weeks of him having uh, this uh, pressure thing going on they've only just started noticing that he's going to her quarters okay news travels very slowly on a smart starship apparently yeah um Back at Archer's quarters, uh, Archer is still having nightmares. He's still seeing Urquot. And yes. this is literally the only reference that I yep. can think of back to this ep- last week's episode. Um, he goes back to um, Phlox and he says, look, you were changed into another species. It's not going to heal overnight. Again, are they just saying that they made last week to show and prove that they are going to keep a, a, you know, a season arc going? only to then use an episode that had no consequence whatsoever. It's a really confusing narrative. I just don't understand. Yep. Again, no. I'm back in the box in the writer's room. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, shut up, Dan. Um, uh, we get more mentions of Trellium D and that they need it because it's ripping the ship apart. And a reference to Crewman Cutler, yes. which I thought yes. was quite nice, even though she hurt her arm. Not yep. a nice uh, thing, but at least they're using the. They're saying she's still on board somewhere. They just yep. don't not going to see her uh, for obvious reasons because the actress isn't with yep. us anymore. Um, but uh, just any thoughts on you know they're they're at least keeping this Trillium D thing going. Yeah, as I say, this is the the for me the the sort of the 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 saving grace of this episode is that it does push the story forward. Mm. Yeah, um, the sort of story itself is just it's it's really I was thinking about it last night when I was watching it again and it's all the bad stuff of, you know we, we we really have a go at Enterprise for the sexy Trek stuff mm-hmm. but actually Trek is quite bad for that and this oh, whole yeah. sort of slave market is such a sort of trope of Star Trek you yeah. know scantily clad females across the the universe you know is is a is a trek thing mm-hmm. so there's all that bad stuff about trek in it but at least they keep the story moving so you know it's, it's, it's the one thing <laughs> that redeems it in some way yeah they got back to the arc that's literally the only thing we can say and yeah i mean sexy trek won't die with enterprise i'm pretty no. sure this whole trope we will be keeping through all of temple trek and just see how many times they return to that well yeah. um and i imagine the 60s are going to really bring that out yeah um 
uh, we find a new planet and it's a water world, which I thought was kind of an interesting little thing. We don't really get water worlds very often because they're all on this floating island thing and people are on barges and that's where they oh, shop yeah. some stuff. Um, again, I missed again, that bit. <laughs> again, I'm trying to find interesting things in this episode and that was all that I could think of. Um, it did make me think uh, there's an episode in season four of Discovery where they mm. go down to the market to try and get the... Uh, it's, there's an experimental do Jimmy what's it and they have to play poker for it oh yeah book. yeah uh, yeah yeah and all that kind of stuff and it just made me think like there's that most market scenes and they were yes. trying to go for a kind of like a, a dirty kind of dingy yeah. thing uh, it's a big contrast like disco did it really well enterprise it feels like they're walking through a stage out, uh, set yeah. and um doesn't really work um but again, it, it sort of, for me, reinforced this idea that the Expanse is still lawless and there's lots of yeah. dirtiness and horrible uh, stuff everywhere. It's, it's got a sort of a bit of a Hellboy vibe to it, isn't it? Mm, yes, yeah. I can't remember what the market's called. It's got a particular mm. name, isn't it? But that sort of market thing. Yeah, the one that says underground for all the monsters and, and yeah. everything all together. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that would have been cool, having him walk in, in the background. <laughs> yeah, just wandering past, yeah. <laughs> he's, a guy, he's a guy with a rock hand. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we meet a chemist who apparently they've all met before. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about him as if, oh, you know, the chemist. Yeah, we met him the other day. It's fine. Why didn't we meet him? Like, yeah. It would have been nice to have had him mentioned maybe before, after maybe they'd run to the Trillium mine. They meant, oh, you know, there's some chemist that we could find out about that the dying Zimdi told us about. I don't know. Just a, it kind of feels like we missed a, a plot thread here that yeah. maybe if we were invested in this chemist, even as horrible as he is, that if we'd met him before, it would have made it a bit more interesting for us. Any thoughts on the chemist? Um, as the chemist, the actor appeared in Star Trek before. See, this is what I thought. I thought he was someone that I knew from something yeah, else. Yeah, me too. He's Definitely never been voice. in Star Trek. Nope. Really? Yep. Ah. I genuinely thought I'd seen him in a different yeah, show. Yeah, me too, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. But I really liked him. Um, I tell a lie. Uh, I've just looked <laughs> him up. That um, Adele Yunt is the actor's name. He was in Star Trek just once, but it was in a blink-and-you-miss-it scene, apparently. Uh, he is the Boslik freighter captain in DS9, um, apparently a freighter that gets stopped by Kern, um, oh, Worf's okay. brother, in an episode yeah. where Kern shows up. And that is literally the only other time we've seen this guy. And mm. either he made a really big impact on us, yeah. and we're remembering him from that, but as far as everything else, he plays the truck driver in pretty much every episode of TV or movie he's ever starred in, and I just can't place him in anything else. No. But just the way he held himself, I really liked yeah. him. He was he was despicable, sleazy. The idea of yeah. his nostrils yeah, being yeah, inside of his eyes, yeah. I love it. Yeah, uh, he really put some thought into it. And again, I really wished we'd met him earlier. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah there we go. Um, they negotiate a fair price. He's sleazy. Yep. Of course, he's going to try and rip you off. Yep. Uh, Reed says, "I'm going to need uh, at least two weeks in decon after being down here." It's like, no, he likes no. it. He's enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. read, read. I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. sleaze is his thing, isn't it? <laughs> There's a sex market just down the road, Reed. We <laughs> exactly, know where yeah. you're going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just going to hang around. He was trying his best to do that British, like, look, I'm looking away. Oh, oh, yeah. so demure. Oh, oh, I can see her ankles. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but we know what he was after. I was surprised he wasn't still doing the clicky, like, <laughs> thing with his tongue. Like, <laughs> 
Yes, not, not, not very British at all, really. I think she's pretty. You ever noticed her bum? She's got an awfully nice bum. Shut up, Reed! Awfully nice. But it was actually at like this can of worms that was just over in the background that we didn't actually see. Um, he was getting very hungry. Uh, back in sick bay, Flox notices that this lady, Regine, who they picked up, who it wasn't a sting operation whatsoever. I mean, obviously, she happens to break out from a slave market that's had her for months and years. Just when Archer turns up, they've taken her back to the ship and he's studying her eyes and she has fantastic retinal structures. She does. She has a lot of retinal structures. Um, uh, Regine, just uh, the, the slave market all the way up to um, yeah. you know, bringing her on board. Any thoughts? Just slave market. Come on. That's it. God. Wasn't uh-huh. there one in, was it season one or season two where there was another slave market with a, when um, T'Pol gets picked up by that? Um, I think, I think that's coming our way in season four. I think oh, that's is it? the oh, Orion. I must have, just, I must have yeah. seen that at some point then. <laughs> but uh, there was uh, there was a sort of type market in the pilot episode where they first met oh, their, God, their was, first yeah. Sulabar yeah. with the yeah. ladies with the butterflies and the big yeah, long oh, tongues. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just I mean, I really liked the makeup, the alien makeup that was on the the slave trader with the oh, big with the, the big head or yeah. brain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know. Uh, it was good creature designs and alien designs. And then Rajin is this lady with just three lines on the side of her forehead and a couple of tattoos on her chest. That's it. Like they couldn't put a little bit more effort into our big protagonist, like maybe make something unusual about her so that it's, it explains why she's so good at doing what she does. I just, I don't know. Just, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy why Archer suddenly had this connection to her. Yeah. Again, if we'd met her episodes ago, and we got to know her. Uh, maybe she'd been taken prisoner by those pirates who attacked them in Anomaly, and they'd found her on the sphere. And yeah. actually, again, it was all part of this reptilian ploy to destroy yeah. the Enterprise, but from afar. You know, our, oh, our hands are clean. We're nothing to do with this. And we'd gotten to know her, and she was actually sympathetic in some way. Yeah. And then she betrays them this week. I think it could have made for a lot better of an episode. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right, really. I think... Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it's that sort of, as you say, that breakout is so sort of un, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it does, you're right, it harks back to that, um, for the, the pilot episode. Where there's, isn't there another breakout? Yeah. Isn't someone else? Yeah. Yeah, and they're allowed to escape. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> He's with Reed, his security officer, who's seen yeah. this play happen at least six times every year so far. Like it's going to happen again, and R- Archer's going to get involved. So, yeah, <sighs> I suppose the one the good thing is that well, Archer didn't get abducted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He gets put in the slave market, and that's how yeah. they meet her. That would have been great. That, but at least yeah. that would have been consistent. Yes, I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's how he meets Rajin. He yeah. gets taken as a slave because the reptilians want to study him to make this weapon. It all makes sense. Um, and because they didn't bring the Makos, now that you know he got taken very easily by everybody else. Um, 
Oh, God. Uh, anyway, they, they say they're going to take her home to this Arantaku, whatever the home world is going to be. And uh, down on the planet, uh, Reed, uh, let's go. Reed goes back after a big punch up down there to rescue this regime person. And there's no consequences whatsoever. He doesn't get stopped by security. He's like, oh, you, you got involved in stealing that slave girl. You're not allowed on here. No one comes back to find the slave girl. That's not suspicious whatsoever, is it? Um, and they they give the chemists some spices, and that's yes. their big drain. I actually kind of like this. I really yep. like the idea that that's what's unique about them. That's what they've got to trade. It's not warp injectors. It's not their technology, which is still you know uh, behind the times as far as most of the things in the expanse seem to be concerned. Spices, food spices. It's kind of a shame Chef wasn't there though. Yes. Yes. Cold chef. Yeah. Why didn't we get that scene of him just, just counting out the spice and, and like yeah. he just, just takes a little, uh, you know, a dabble of saffron because he doesn't want to give yeah. that one up. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. we're going to need more than that. He's asked for a lot yeah. more. And then the chef is like, mm. and then it puts like <laughs> fistfuls in the jar. Um, uh, yeah. I just, I really like that. I really like the idea that they've got spice, I do as well, yeah. spice yeah. to trade. Um, uh, Rajin in the captain's mess. Uh, they start yes. like you know getting an obvious setup. She's asking, "Why are you out here?" She's clearly after information. Yeah, I really wanted at the end of the episode for them to turn around and realize that they've actually been onto her the whole time. You know, when they finally find out, it's like we know who you are. Yeah. We know that that was all staged. We only let you on here for a good reason because um, we wanted to study you in return and then there was a bit of a trade-off between the two it's like we were studying you whilst you were studying us just it makes the enterprise crew look really dumb at this yeah, point with every, she's so obviously yeah. mining them for information yeah. uh, um there's a tre- trillium d is very volatile they've now yes. got the schematics off the chemist yeah. so now they need to make a lab and the lab explodes <laughs> yes it exploded um just, Did you uh, notice that um, yeah. when they run out of the door, the door hadn't completely closed when it exploded? <laughs> and I, I'm surprised they didn't cut a scene of like trip, like doing a barrel roll down the yeah. down the corridor yeah. with like, flames chasing him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Not the safety thing at all, is it? Yes. So yeah, the door is half open. Like, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the most secure place that Tapol no. seemed to pick. Yeah. And, uh, and you would have think as well, because would they have not used um, force fields? Because they have got force fields now, haven't they? Yep. I mean, they won't be like level 10 like they got on TNG and stuff, but you would think that they would... Yep, to contain it, blo- yeah. you know, at least the blast, and so it lessens yeah. the blast. Um, yeah, it would have <coughs> been something. Um, yeah. Or uh, as we worked out in, um, what was the episode where, oh, it was Minefield. But they yes. cut the mine off. They took the door off the um, the shuttle pod, and that can you know that protected yep. them from a tri cobalt blast. Yeah. So why not have like a little shield that they stood behind yep. with the door shut, and then that way yep. they're they're protected. Uh, yeah. Um, but it establishes what we already knew before that it's volatile and it will blow up. So yes. We had a bit of action, I suppose. Yeah. Speaking of a bit of action, Rajin now goes on her seduction spree. Yes. Um. She goes to Archer's quarters first. Yeah. Now, this is where we're going to get a bit temporal trek timey-wimey with it. Okay. Uh, up to 21 minutes and 8 seconds, the way it's filmed, it feels like that's actually happening. Now, from 21 minutes, 8 seconds to 22 minutes, 23 seconds, 
is it a dream is is she implanting it telepathically in his mind and it only took place in one second of our time or did it actually happen but she mind wipes him and then stands back where she was before to make it appear like he was just dreaming to I trick him i think it's mind wipe mind wipe because i think so she seemed different from the point yeah. if you if you do yeah. watch it up to 21 8 seconds then skip to 22 23 she's in a different position almost like she changed so yeah. for now we're going to say it actually happened in time it's not I, a dream sequence i think so for that sake then we can now talk about the tos music because this is where i've really noticed that tos music coming in it's like yeah. uh, it was a cool effect i liked the, yes. the scanning thing she does where you can yep. see the skeleton and the muscle structure i just kind of wish it had been used in a cooler way mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if yeah. you know if she did something that she was able to scan in like a non-sexy Trek way because this is just yes. being made to titillate as the past two seasons of, uh, of Enterprise have done. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I don't mind sex content in Star Trek. That would it's it's grown up, you know. It's a show for all of yeah. us. It is a part of life. It's just used in such a way in Enterprise that just feels icky. And we've said it, it a million times before. It is the way they do it. They do it so badly. Yeah. It's so... It is. I mean, again, it's like a rape. Mm. You know, it's... I mean, I know that that sounds like I'm diminished, but I'm not, you know, but it's that... It's... She's forcibly taking information exactly, from yeah. his body. It's just so creepy and horrible and, mm. you know... Oh, just... Yeah, the way they do it is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it, Yeah if they'd done it as like a sleight of hand that it wasn't he wasn't in the quarters that they were actually still in the mess deck talking and she shuffles around to him and then she places yeah. her hand and you see yeah 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 even just put the hand on on the shoulder and that she's able to sort of mm. you know get information from that or something and it's yeah you know, and it's a more sort of it's not it's like thank you for for rescuing me it's it's yes. you know yeah it, or, or because it's still her being subtle it's not working so now she needs to step up mm. and like maybe she goes back to her quarters she gets on the comms and says look what i'm using isn't working i need another more yeah. day to sort of properly scan them and i need both hands so that sort of ramps up the tension and it gives a reason why she's now seducing in a way still doesn't make it any better but at least you could then see why it's ramping up it just seems to jump straight to the sexy trek trope and it, yeah. it doesn't work. Um, uh, Rajin is allowed to walk freely around the Enterprise. Yes, indeed, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and she even looks at the transporter, which is just there because it's yeah. not in its own little room. Again, I think this is the whole reason why we have a transporter chief and a transporter room is because people keep walking around the Enterprise and they try and use it. She turns into Hoshi or she comes yes. across Hoshi and there's a little bit more flirtatiousness. Now, I like this because obviously it doesn't evolve into the sexy trek trope of how she's now in her underwear yes it, it is flirty it's all yep. done with words it's all done with looks uh, it's the nicest of the three seductions in that you don't see her forcibly remove anything no. or force herself on yeah. Hoshi, yeah. but it still plays up 
yep. and feels like it's you know baiting people and it doesn't yep. feel right. Um, just any other thoughts on on that? Um, no, not really. No, yeah. I think yeah. I think you're basically right, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just again, it's I suppose it's just another bit of information, really. Um, what's interesting is that there's that that she obviously has that ability to make people forget, mm. and that I suppose is is sort of I don't know what I think about that really. I think you know again, it's like what can we what can we do to make this work? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you know what I mean. It's like it's, it's a bit like. Um, um, Vulcan immunity, you know, it just mm-hmm. ha- it's dropped in when it, when it's needed, sort of thing. You know, oh, by the way, the Vulcans <laughs> are immune, <laughs> and it's sort of like that. Oh, by the way, she can make people forget. Yeah, we can mind white people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a whole other thing we can do. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's interesting that the two people she's targeted so far were the two people who were changed into another species last week. Uh, and this is what I was trying to get at last week, is that I was hoping that's how they were going to bring in extinction. And I'll come into that at the very end when we talk about the bioweapon as well. But you know what else, don't you? What mm. should have happened is that that information that Zindi got is incorrect. Yes. They haven't quite changed back yet. Yes. That's what I was hoping they were going to do. I thought yeah. that's what they were going to do with Extinction. Now, at the, I'm going to jump to the end because the point I was going to say is that when we see the hologram of the human being, it's yep. all accurate. There's one yes. heart, two yep. lungs, everything like that. Now, there was a point in Extinction last week where we got an X-ray of Archer's chest and we saw three hearts grow right. and two extra lungs and better skeletal structure as well. I was hoping that we were going to see the hologram and it was going to look like the Urquot species with three hearts and it's uh, the four lungs and it's all completely wrong. And the, the way that we, the audience know that Rajin knows it's wrong is that she's looking at that screen and she can see that it's all the wrong thing. It says four hearts, you know, four lungs. And she's just going like, yep, it's completely wrong. And actually she's helped them out. And yes. that would have been a redeeming thing about the character is actually she uh, hasn't betrayed yes. them because Archer was so nice. And that's what I was hoping they were going for. And that's how I thought they were going to redeem extinction. But they yeah. didn't. They no, just they, didn't. they just yeah, used they it. Didn't. They used it like a lady who can scan you with her hands. Um, because without any break from Hoshi straight into yes. Paul, it's yep. into Paul's quarters. Yep. And the character who has been mind assaulted twice twice in three years yep is mind sorted a third time in three years it's a horrible statistic but they've done it to her again yep absolutely any thoughts yeah and it's it's yeah you're right it's horrible Mm. no and it's and, and it's sort of pointless as well because I mean, I know she's a Vulcan, so there's different information, but there's no, they're not trying to kill the Vulcans. They're trying to kill the nope. humans. So yeah. there's no reason for her to scan T'Pol whatsoever. Nope. Nope. They, they had T'Pol saying we're allies. Well, does that mean that once they're done with the humans, they're going to attack the Vulcans as well? If that's the case, then the Vulcans want to get in on this and stop the Zindi now as well. They've yeah. made two enemies. Or, again, should they have written it that she was actually trying to taint the the information and that when we see the hologram okay, at the yeah. end, yep. it's part human, part Vulcan. 
and it's yeah. completely wrong. Um, I was kind of hoping that's what they were going to go for, and they didn't. She's assaulted for the third time, which is a depressing yep. statistic, yep. and it shouldn't happen. Uh, but I wanted to try and lighten the mood by saying there's another statistic in this scene because Trip comes in and saves the day. He, he manages to sort of interrupt her. Uh, obviously, Tapol is li- uh, lying on the floor, going unconscious, and we get a new statistic: the fourth time that a statue of Serac has been either broken or moved in some way because uh, Rajine assaults Trip by breaking it over his head. So uh, I want to lighten the mood. After the horrible statistic we just had, this is the fourth Serac statue in a Temple Trek way that has been completely destroyed in the uh, 2,000 years of history that we've watched up to this point. So there you go. Um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> um, Marvellous. Yes. Uh, this finally gives us a bit of action and a bit of pace to the episode uh, yep. after 35 minutes of the episode up to this point uh rajin is now on the run she's now running around the enterprise uh, she gets um caught at the transporter by archer going somewhere again i was really hoping it's like we knew you were doing this the whole time we've been monitoring your signal we know what's happening hoshi told us what you did to her that they've been following her around the ship the whole time but they didn't um uh, she then goes on the run she's short shooting around the warp core that's perfectly safe isn't it um then uh, they finally catch her put her into the brig only for two zindi ships yep. to turn up and they get boarded yep. now this is the first time that humans yep. have met two at least two of the zindi species we get yep. the reptilians and the insectoids and possibly reed in the corner going that looks oh Oh, that looks tasty. Um, <laughs> Enterprise is hopelessly outmatched. Yes, absolutely. In every way. Why didn't they just destroy the ship? Uh, exactly. Just go on there and destroy the ship. I agree. Yeah. Two of the reptilian ships were able to yeah. disable the Enterprise, board yeah. her, take yeah. what they needed from a very specific point on the ship, and yeah. then get out of there with no yeah. problems, no resistance yeah. whatsoever. Pretty cool weapons. The gel weapon. Very cool weapons, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, any thought thoughts on everything? I thought they were very cool weapons, yeah. And again, you're right. I mean, they absolutely just destroyed them, didn't they? They mm. just, they could have just carried on and that would be the end of that. Yeah. I mean, the Enterprise yeah. has been boarded by so many space Nazis at this point. <laughs> like, what is the point? I mean, yeah. almost to the point where I kind of wish that the other Zindi species had been part of the shock troops as well. And they turned around and said, this is the species that's going to wipe us out? Like, I know that we've time-travelled a bit and obviously, you know, we've caught them when they're a little less advanced. But seriously, these guys? I mean, uh, there's a bit where they shoot at one of the reptilians and those those weird sort of shoulder pad things, the, the railings, almost protect them like a shield device and absorb the energy. And it's like, well, they've already outmatched them in armour, let alone anything else. Ah, uh, weird. Yeah. Just weird. I mean, season three would have been over there and then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. after the last two weeks, probably not a bad thing. But actually, uh, E2 would have come in and stayed yeah. away. <laughs> again, again. Why didn't they do E2 early? And then we find out there's more to it because they, they find the, the little vortex things that they use again, don't they? They, they disappear yeah. into the vortex. Um, E2 comes out of it and then that goes into next week. Oh, God, why doesn't E2 save the day every time? It <laughs> makes no sense. Oh, It'll be interesting to see now if E2 placed where it is makes any sense, given the amount yep. of times we've said it would make much more sense a bit earlier. 
because then there's two ships as well. They could explore the expanse as two ships until the time loop outdoes them. Yep. Oh my god, so much a better ending. Um, uh, they get regime. They fly away back to the council. Uh, that they find out there's this biodata. Like we say, they're now fighting on two fronts. They've got a big Death Star and a bioweapon just so that we kill every last one of those stinking humans. And like I say, I really wished that it had been tainted information and that Rajin has foiled them in some way. Um, Because we've seen this bioweapon. Now, we've already seen what happens with this bioweapon in the past of Temple Trek. We're in the 21st century, back in Carpenter Street. And there's a point where they're taking blood samples from all the people from the 21st century. And you kind of feel like, oh, they're making up for all the tainted information that Rajin gave uh, them. Yes, okay. And that's what I was kind of hoping that they were going to go for. But yep. they didn't. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. you just really disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Because I've just remembered, I was just going to say that this does lead on to one of my favourite episodes in season three, which is Carpenter Street. I really Ah. love that. And of course, you're not going to get to watch it in bloody season three. (laughs) All you're going to get is like three minutes when they're actually on the Enterprise. And even then, I think 30 seconds of that is Daniel's taking him out of the time stream. So we're not even watching that either. Um, Sorry. Sorry. I mean, go back. I mean, you can watch it. You're outside the time stream. Even though we're watching on this device, you're in the real world. So you can watch the whole episode and we'll just do that for the episode. Because it all. Do you know, funny enough, I saw it the other day. It was on um, Pick. Oh, nice. And I just happened to switch it on and it was commentary. Oh, good. I watched that one. So I've, I've, I've watched it very recently. <laughs> so it's reminded you that, you know, yeah, there's better really episodes. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I really damn enjoyed that you, Damn you. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's more episodes. There's more good episodes that we're actually going to miss out because of the Temple Trek way of watching it. I'm really sorry. Um, uh, Twilight being one of them. Um, oh, that, shit, yeah. And that's it. Oh, you can't watch Twilight. Well. You can't oh, watch man. Twilight. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Season mate. Season three is going to suck so bad because of the, the way we have to watch it. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the oh. end of the episode. Sorry. Speaking of sucking, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on Rajin? No, not really. I mean, other than, as I say, the, the, the fact it moves the plot forward is its saving grace. Mm. But that's, yeah, other than that, I don't think it's very good. I think there's lots of bad tropes in it. I think, you know, you're right with the, the sort of T'Pol, another attack on T'Pol, awful. Um, the whole sort of sexy Trek thing, the whole sort of, slave market thing is all a bit you know so i may have tipped my hand to my recommendations at this point i think possibly (laughs) uh yeah well we won't be there just yet we're going to go to consequences question whether it addresses the consequences the concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a vulcan of your wisdom to understand ambassador I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Any consequences from this episode? Well, as I said a minute ago, it does lead on to Carpenter Street. Yeah. Which I'm really looking forward to watching. Oh, actually. (laughs) um, (laughs) um, Yeah. So I suppose, I mean, it, it has consequences because it's part of a season-long arc. So every episode that, that continues that story has 
a consequence leading us to the end of the story. So that, yeah, that's it really. Yeah. It's increased the danger because now there's two yep. weapons yeah, being built true, yeah. at the same yep. time, which I suppose could be seen as a delaying tactic because if now resources are being split two ways, the Zindi are weaker in some respects because they're not funneling all of their attention into yep. just one weapon. Um, uh, but it also makes the threat deeper because now there's two fronts that the Enterprise has to assault on. Um, Consequence-wise, I mean, we learn nothing more about the Expanse. We don't no. really get anything else um, other than the fact that the Reptilians were going behind the back of the Council. Maybe that division yeah. is now there, yeah. so there is that consequence as well. Yeah. Um, so again, if you were looking at this in a historical way, you know, like how they pick apart World War II and they see the dissension in the ranks, this is the moment yeah. you see, oh, you know, the the Nazi party is fracturing and Goebbels is trying to grab power and stuff. It's that this is the, you know, the Dindy Council fracturing and the reptilians yep. are trying to grab power. Um, uh, so, yeah, yep. you could see it in that historical consequential way. Other than that, I can't see anything. Else. Like, Regine doesn't come back as nope. far as I'm aware. She doesn't even get mentioned, I think, again. Um and Reed isn't clicking his uh, teeth at looking at the insectoids. So still no consequence for extinction. I think that should be another factor we factor into consequences. Do they try and redeem extinction anywhere along the line? I don't know. Um, so that's it for consequences. Alterations, expansions. Now we've dealt with a lot of stuff here in the, yeah. in the episode, but anything you would want to see come back to, you know, come back to the chemist perhaps. Yeah, I suppose maybe that might be quite fun. Um, but no, again, I mean, it's one of those episodes where, you know, just rewrite it mm. a bit better. And that's sort of almost like a cop-out, but it's not really. It's one of those ones where, you know, as you said, the interesting thing about the episode when you come to think about it is the, you know, is this, this second weapon. Mm. So maybe, you know, maybe add a bit more of that because really it's only at the the end the beginning beginning discussion for the zindi council and, and the end mm. where that happens other than that in between it could have been anything that led us there yeah. so how you know how do you make that a more interesting you know even maybe you know if this was shot from a sort of viewpoint of the zindi council mm. so we mm. didn't see the events of this episode we saw the beginning bit and then we saw the, the development of this, you know, the whole thing about, you know, why why they decided to send them back to the past and stuff. Yes. All that sort of stuff could have been, you know, we, we would have said, you know, we would have gone straight from the initial one where they're saying, you know, we've got this other option right to the end bit, effectively saying, you know, we've got this information. Yeah. But we don't see that happen. But then, the, the sort of development okay so now we've got this option then there's a, a whole debate about whether this should be done mm. as you say that the, the sort of the breakdown of of um you know the way the way the zindi council was splitting and stuff could have been explored it could have been a zindi council episode which i think would have been mm. really interesting yeah and sort of enterprise so, is just a you know two yeah. minutes of when regime yeah. is breaking out and yeah. we see that yeah 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 um, and then come back next week, we saw, we see the Enterprise is dead in space after the attack, and now yep. they're carrying on to do other things as well. Which, having now jumped ahead and watched the the next episode, 
having them already dead in space would have been a great lead into what the the, mm. the problem of the episode next week is. Yeah. Um, that would have been great. That would have been really good to see. A fantastic idea of having the council be the focus because it's never explored why they abandoned the option in the first place, really. No. Other than yeah. saying that we don't have enough data, well, that's easily rectified. Yeah. If we can get the data, why don't you want to do this? And then yeah. they say, well, this is genocide. And then yeah. we establish that there are Zindi who are yeah. not willing to go that far. They've yeah. got this weapon to attack the planet Earth. Yep. Yeah. But they don't want to wipe out the species. They don't. Yep. They, they just want to weaken them so that they're not a threat in the future. Yep. Um, so that you know, admittedly, they are still contemplating killing billions, <laughs> yeah. but they don't want to go that far. Yeah. Um, and again, that leads into extinction. Given that yep. Archer doesn't want to commit genocide yeah. and still wants yep. to leave something of that species, and there is a common ground there with the arboreals or the humanoids. Yeah, yep. um, yeah, I love your idea. I think that's how it should have been, Rajine should have been their super spy and that's why she's brought in but you know and then maybe have her come back every now and then as this untrustworthy element who's working for the council but also working for them and it, it could have been a much more interesting character yeah she well. could have become a d- double agent couldn't she easily yeah yeah because she obviously you know she does feel that the kindness and stuff influences her yeah yeah absolutely he doesn't try to use her as so many other captains yeah. did as she said yeah um yeah so after alterations, we get to the pirate criteria, the R's. R's, What did you think of the story? From my perspective. That's one way of looking at it. I'm going to recommend R's, Or should it be that, should it be changed now to <laughs> They are. Yeah. <laughs> that criteria um <laughs> that would be l cats because it's a, kind of a ticky noise isn't it yeah, yeah. L-cats, um the l cats system is uh do we uh do we tick for this do we uh yeah do we verify the tick we're talking about extinct twitter from last week do we verify the tick of this episode and recommend it to people uh to star trek fans first no 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 no, no, and no again. And I tell you what, I'm going to add an extra no. Just have it as that one scene where she's scanning Archer, then uh, she gets picked up by the Zindi Council, they've got some biodata, and move on. It's a five-minute episode, and we're done. Because uh, that's the only thing that I think Star Trek fans need to know. They need to know yeah. where they got this biodata from. But again, they could have just stolen it or you know, got a passing trader to have picked it up. Or maybe that unscrupulous captain that they yeah. were talking about four weeks ago who picked up the thing. Yeah, so many other things. Yeah. Uh, for non-Star Trek fans, do you think it's a good way in? No. <laughs> no. I'm going to reverberate that one. As it no. Just sticks with us the whole time through. No. Yeah, it's a terrible one, isn't it? Like when you really think about it and trying to get people into a franchise and say, look, this is... Yeah. This is the premier science fiction from America. This yeah. is the one that has permeated through cultures, through uh, societal upheavals. The social justice movement of the 60s was born and placed into this show. And here we are at slave markets and uh, raping a character who's already been assaulted uh, two times before this. No. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, yeah, so that's not happening. And there we go. We've rated it with our... 
Uh, so all that remains is to uh, sell podcasts and set up for next week. So where can people find you, Dan? Academic Trek 47 on Twitter, the soon to be the, the, the extinct <laughs> Twitter, uh, and also on Mastodon. Nice. And do you know what I should have done between episodes? I should have looked up my Mastodon handle, shouldn't I? But I didn't. <laughs> I think so, you're still Academic Trek, aren't you? On, uh, I'm on Academic Trek, but because sure. Mastodon's weird, isn't it? Mm. You have to like, you can't just look for Academic Trek because yeah. you have to be on the same server or something. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to use the whole. It's just oh. yeah. Because I'm I'm at Temple Trek at nerdculture.d. So it's I think it's a Danish server. Yeah. Um, and so that was purely because it was the way. first one that was there when I when I set up the account. I had no idea what I was doing. No, me neither. Yeah. I did look for any kind of servers that had Star Trek written in it, thinking that. Yeah, I did as like well. A, yeah. 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 And just stick to that area. But um, I figured nerd, nerd culture was close enough. I can't find mine. How did you find yours? Uh, uh, mine's just going on the app. So I've got the Mastodon app and I'm just going on um, my profile and it's written underneath the name of the profile. So oh, mine uh, just says add um, academic track. Ooh. I think I've got your full one here because I think, yes. Is it so you are... Uh, Mastodonapp.uk or something? Yes. Uh, there we go. At academic track, all one word. At Mastodon app or one word dot UK. That's such a better one. I should have joined that one. I've got to figure out how to migrate servers and go over to some of It's very difficult. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, so we're also on Mastodon now, just in case, uh, as that seems to be the way it's going. Um, uh, obviously, Temple Trek has Nexus Knights, the spin off show. Yep. I'm also on the Epsilon 3, the Babylon 5 rewatch. And I'm also on the Cosmic Pizza podcast, which is a general chick, Trek chit-chat um, and sort of geeky stuff as well. So we do interviews and all that sort of stuff as well. So check us out there. Can I just um, do a plug? Ooh, go for it. I'm going to do a plug for Nexus Nights. Hey. The reason I'm going to do that is because I noticed when I downloaded today that Ooh. you've done a fanfic. <laughs> I haven't downloaded it and listened to it yet, but I'm really looking yeah. forward to listening to that. Oh, thank you very much. So, yeah. So, uh, I recommend you have a listen to this. Even though I haven't thank listened you. to it yet, it might be awful for I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. But, Sorry, um, yeah. Sorry, everybody. I think it probably be pretty cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, the fanfic. Um, this was an idea that I wanted to do with Nexus Knights. It's like a... If, in case we run out of content, basically. We've got something else to plug in just to fill the gap. Um, but uh, it was a story I wrote with a load of other people in 2017. We all said we were going to go away, make a character, come back together, and then we we're going to try and spitball a story. And we just made up silly ideas and started throwing them at each other. We even came up with uh, these creatures called Bearodactyls, half bear, half pterodactyls. And, you know, Ooh. we went completely nuts with it. Um, yeah. But uh, we, I wrote the story and, and made it into a cohesive thing for everybody. And, and we almost finished the story. I haven't completed it yet. So the ending's not written, uh, but most of the chapters are done. And it's just Brilliant. been something we've been adding to. So I've I've narrated the first bit, the prologue bit, which introduces one of the characters, uh, time traveler. Funnily enough, <laughs> go figure. Uh -huh. um, but uh, uh, yeah, so it, it's just something else to do, and it's not just mine. So if anyone out there does have fanfic and they've always wanted to hear it narrated or talked about, you know, send it in. Send it in with the ideas on how you want the character to sound. I'll try and do the funny voices. I'll edit it in such a way. Uh, try and find some music to play and sound effects 
and we'll just have like an audio book section on the Nexus Brilliant. Nights, along with all of our regular content as well. Cool. Something else to do. I'm looking forward. I'm going to listen to, in fact, I'm going to listen to that when, when I finish here. Enjoy. Well, it's good that you said that you like North Star because it's, uh, it's a cowboy bit. So he's a time oh, traveller yeah. in uh, old cowboy times in the 19th century. So uh, you'll see. You'll Brilliant. find out what's going on there. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, uh, so, yes, uh, all that remains is to uh, set up the next week's episode. Yes. So speaking episode. of timey-wimeyness, I've got to flip over my page on my notes because I got all the way to the bottom on there. Believe it or not, I did make notes for Extinction and Regime. Don't know how I did that, but there we go. Um, season three, episode 57 of the podcast with season three, episode five of Enterprise, Impulse. Um, which, again, if you take that title and your idea of leaving the Enterprise dead in the water, they're only travelling at impulse. That would have been a great way of showing the Enterprise is knackered. Ah, there we go. But there's some timey-wimeyness in this episode is because you, you have to start at 2 minutes and 15 seconds because pre-credits yes. is something that happens later in the episode. Mm. So you have to start one day earlier which is the little title card that comes up at two minutes and 15 seconds. So there we cool. go. So impulse. Oh, uh, join us next week. As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next time stream. We certainly will. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temple Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show or a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.